Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up, and giving me the activities of my limb. Now, I do not plan on being on Facebook Live long, even though I say that, but a lot of times it's contingent upon how the show go, because a lot of times we get a lot of good information, people calling in, people sharing. I try to multitask with some of these gadgets, and many of you know I still haven't made it to go upgrade my iPhones on my computer. So I plan on doing that. I just be glad when this COVID is over with so that I can go out, because I don't know how to shop online for electronics, because I don't know what I'm looking for. So if if anybody out there can help me with that, let me know. So, again, now today's show is one of those interesting shows. And I was going back and forth on Facebook, which I shouldn't have. So I'm in one of those kind of moods right about now, but I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy that I'm not going to do. But I am feeling some kind of way about something, and I hope that this person do call in because I'm really going to call them out on this. But today's show is entitled, Stop Complaining. Now, is complaining a learned behavior? As a child, I thought individuals was just fussing. And I mean, when I say fussing, I know some old folks that used to just fuss about everything. Now, when I got older, I found out that some individuals, with them, you just can't please them, no matter what you do. No matter what you say, they just not going to be happy. And I found that it's not because they're – I can't really say what it is, even with me being a therapist. I, I really can't. So today's show is designed to address complaining because today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday that is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry or pastoral teaching, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I want to say when it comes to complaining from a therapeutic perspective, a lot of times it can turn into arguments, and that is something that I've learned that has an impact on a lot of people's relationships. So, if you out there, you want to talk about it, because I do want to provide a solution. I do want to try to help those that won't help, because when you know better, you do better. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're really not going to get a different result. You're going to get what you put into it. And like I said, that's why I said I kind of seem like it's a learned behavior. So if one is disgruntled if they upset about something or upset with someone about something. How do you handle it? Or do you just complain? Now, I just mentioned, and as you guys can tell, like I said, I'm multitasking. When we started talking about complaining, when I was getting the information for this show, because I was like, well, what do you want me to talk about today? And I watched the news and I'm I'm hearing these different things, and and everybody got an opinion. And just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that you're complaining. 
Just because you have a passion about something doesn't mean that you're fussing or you're being disgruntled. Because I want to say, especially for African-American women, sometimes we get a bad rap as far as being angry black women, and that's not always the case. So we do have to, it kind of goes back to last, well, yesterday I was talking about diversity, and you got to learn about people's cultures, people's beliefs, and where they're coming from before we start making a lot of the judgments that we do. And if you see someone that is upset about something, what can they do to change it? And where I was going with this, I was seeing that when I was putting the information together, I saw that complaining is sinful to God. Now, when you take your concerns, your demands, your life challenges, or whatever you're going through, when you take it to God, do you take it as you complaining, or do you take it to ask for help, for wisdom, for healing, when you're going through something? Because complaining is sinful to God, it is also dangerous. So, again, if one is discontent, if one is disgruntled, if one is upset, about something or someone or perhaps a situation that's happening in their life because I see that even though the election is over where people are still talking about it, people are still ready to fight about it, people are, I'm just like, wow. You know, what is a person to do, especially if you call yourself a man or woman of God? So if you out there, I do want to hear what you have to say. You can give me a call at 516-387-1914. And please don't be shy. You know, they always say if you see something, say something. We do have to do something about it. And I want people to know, I do my part. Do you do yours? You know, I get comments sometimes, some positive. The one that I read today, I'm not going to say it was negative, but the person may have some concerns. And I do want this particular person to call in to address this concern so we can talk about it because that's how change takes place, you know, because I hear people say quite often, you know, I don't like the situation I'm in, I don't like the marriage that I'm in, I don't like, me, myself, I talk about I know I need to lose some weight, but yet I'm always eating, so that's not helping the situation. So a lot of times we hear individuals make their demands, or um, one of my friends would say, his mother would say, state your case. But then what are you willing to do about it? Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Do you have the compassion for yourself and others? So what can you do and what are you willing to do? And that can help in a lot of ways because some people used to say, don't talk about it, be about it. Are you, what are your words? What action are you taking? Now, I know I'm kind of babbling because at the same time I'm sending out this Facebook stuff just to let individuals know that the show is on. And for the past, I think I've been doing this about four or five years, I'll be saying I'm going to be on time. And um, don't seem like I do that, but I um I do need to do better, and I keep saying I am going to do better. But, again, if you are out there and if you are in ministry and you want to share some information as it relates to this topic, like I said, I do want to hear from you. I'm almost finished kind of 
posting information. So we're going to get started with that. Let me get to the a main one, and then after I get to the main one, I need to post it on my own doggone page, and then we will, or I will, because we ain't got no we yet, and then I will go into more details of what this topic is about. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to leave nobody out. I do want to share the information, so then that way, can't nobody say they wasn't given a chance, they wasn't given an opportunity. Because this show is heard in several different places, several different countries. It's also, I learned, transferred or translated into several different languages. And I didn't even know that at first. And I appreciate that. And it also gives individuals a platform. So people say, well, Jeanette, do you make money off of this? Do you? No, I don't. I do not, and I am not going to lie about it. I do this because I have a, a passion for it. I do this because as a therapist, my practice is pretty much full, and I know that there's individuals out there that need help. I know that there's some individuals that won't help, and those that I'm not able to schedule an appointment with, at least you can click on, you can call me, you can hear some of the shows that I do. I was talking to a woman today. I saw she contacted me in Messenger, and she was like, Jeanette, I miss talking to you. Jeanette, I miss, and she said, but you keep popping up on my on my, um, on my my news feed on Facebook. And I was thinking about her, too, and her family. And it was just so ironic that she did reach out to me first, but I was happy to just even hear her voice, you know. And like I said, we all, and I said, listen, we, many of us are going through some things. And a lot of times individuals don't know what to do, but you can always do something. Now, I want to get to just complaining. And what does that mean when we start talking about complaining? Now, when we start talking about just complaining, as a kid, like I said, growing up, I used to hear my mother, and especially if she was sober. It, nothing wasn't right. The house wasn't right. The job wasn't right. The people wasn't right. Her family was. Everything just got on her nerves. And it kind of go to the, the poor me, life is not fair, blah, 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 blah. Now, complaining by definition just means the expression or dissatisfaction or annoyance about something, meaning something annoys me. Now, I didn't even realize that annoyance or to be annoyed is actually an emotion. I learned that when I was doing a domestic violence. He was talking about complex emotion. People would say, oh, I'm upset, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad. But then there are some individuals that are perhaps um, constant complainers all the time. And it seems like the older we get, the more we complain. When I was putting the show together, I found some information, and it was talking about who was the first complainer. Biblically, it indicates Adam was the first complainer, and that's in Genesis 3.12, and you can look that up. And some would think a woman would complain more than a man. But I was like, Adam? What the heck was Adam complaining about? Then I also saw that David also complained, and that's in Psalms 
Well, when I think about, even as a believer, the song that was written, I Won't Complain, and we know that that song is sung at a lot of people's funerals and churches and some individuals, it was their testimonies, the way they lived their life. But when that man said, I've had some good days, I've had some bad days, I had some heels to climb, the words that he put out there powerful. You know, had some sleepless days, some weary nights. I'm not going to even sing to you guys because my God brother not here to kind of stop me right now if I started breaking out with tunes. But that song alone is powerful. Now, when we start talking about complaining and arguing, and like I said, we live in a society that's prone to it. I'm watching it on television. Are they talking about Impeaching the president, people are complaining about that. Some people say, well, he should be impeached. He shouldn't be impeached. This and that. And we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But the problem is complaining, and we start complaining about an individual, and people complain about almost everything. Believers, if you believe in God, if you're a believer, and this is not to be hypocritical and it's not to be judgmental, but according to the way it's written biblically and even in the Bible, the good book, it says believers should not complain and argue in order to obey God. And even in Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or arguing. And sometimes that's hard. As I'm doing these shows, things pop in my head and my spirit, and you tell a child to do something, and the first thing that child got something to say, you say, what you say? What, what you mean? What, what, what you, you got something to say? You got something to say? And um, like I said, it starts at a young age, but do everything without complaining or arguing. Now, I'm not saying you got to do everything that people tell you. Now, if there's room for negotiation, if you you can say how you feel about something without blaming someone for how you feel, that is not what I'm talking about here. Now, in James chapter 5, verse 9, do not grumble against another. So see, some of these things that I'm talking about is biblical. It's written in the Bible. Now, looking at, it says, and I'm getting this straight from, I just Google complaining Christians in regards to why do we do what we do. And it says what God says about complaining. One of the biggest giants is complaining about circumstances, because we do. And it's interesting because we have free will. Some of the situations we get ourselves into, and then yet we want to blame other people and we want to complain about it, knowing we pretty much not going to do anything about it. Now, I want to go into, like I said, what kind of upset me this morning, and I'm going to find this man's post. And his name is David Roth. And I sure hope he calls in. And I'm going to tell him to call in, please. Could you call in? Say so you can call in. I'm trying to Google this because I got something. I do want to talk to him, really. I do. And then I'm going to, let me say, please call in. Call in to, Lord, I'm trying to talk to to today's show. Okay, so I want to share with you what he said because yesterday 
I was talking about diversity. And a lot of people are complaining about that. And, you know, and we we talk about how things, and like I said, life is unfair and it goes into the blah, 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 and people are not happy about certain things and, you know, and rightfully so because there are a lot of things that are happening and we, when you know better, you do better. And we got some individuals that are out there trying to um, push certain agendas. We got some people just out there just telling certain lies and people are complaining about this. And that's how people start protesting. It's a protest is not a fact that you're complaining. You're trying to make a change. So what this guy put on my Facebook, he said, stop pushing that diversity bullshit. Black people need to push for ourselves. Look what happened with the term minority. Everybody benefits from it except for us. Now they use people of color. Yet again, we are left out. We fight the fight but everybody else benefits from it. I want to know what he means by that. Are you complaining about it, fighting the fight? Are you? How are other people benefiting about it or from it? I really want to hear what he got to say. So I told him, I said, you had an opportunity to call in. I cannot push anything. I do my best to help others, yet I do not discriminate. Because as a therapist, I can't say I only want to help black folks or I want to help this folks or I want to help that folks. I help anybody that wants my help. And now I got to the point to where I have to tell individuals my practice is full. I don't have the availability right now. But the thing is, and what I've told him is I don't discriminate. So when we start making it about color, what if you biracial? What if you multicultural? What if you, you know, I don't, I don't get it. And I said, yet I get treated worse by my own guy. I said, and I still got my hood pass. So hopefully he will call in because I do want to hear what he has to say and give him the opportunity to say it because I want to know what he means by that. Because a lot of times, like I said, when we start talking about the biggest giant is complaining about our circumstances, memorize his truth. Do all things without complaining and disrupting that you will become blameless and harmless, children of God. And that's in Philippians 2, 14 through 15. Now, when we start talking about these things, and like I said, and if you're unhappy, and I'm just going down some of the different things because we got to know also what the difference is because you know, a lot of times people think people are angry. They're not always angry. Sometimes we just don't understand. And it's okay to to question a person or, you know, can you please explain this to me? Or, you know, to try to empathize with another individual, to offer some compassion towards another one, another person. Now, what is the difference between murmuring and complaining? Because, like I said, when you're a child, parents call it talking back or being disrespectful. Now, as of now, the difference between murmuring and complaining is that murmuring sounds that, like that, murmuring, while complaining is the act by which someone has a complaint and they got something to say about it. So there is a big difference, a big, big difference. Now, when I'm looking at some of this information, and it says neither murmur, ye, as some of them in the ancient Israelites are murmured, were destroyed by the destroyer, wherefore 
Doeth a living man complain, a man for a punishment of his sins? Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart and our heads unto God in heaven. So sometimes, you know, I tell people sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Just watch. Because some things are going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. And if you don't like the way things are going, do something about it to the best of your ability. That doesn't mean in the form of rioting. It doesn't mean in the form of hurting someone. It doesn't mean in the form of taking something from someone else. There are ways that we can do things to let our requests be known, even to man, without being violent. We don't have to do that. So even when we start talking about Vinny, right now it is so much going on in our world, but even with venting, venting indulges our emotions, not the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we got to know, are we being, what are we doing? Are we in our feelings? Or are we struggling with our emotions? Because emotional maturity is something that a lot of individuals struggle with, a lot, because it's very difficult to teach someone how to feel. Now, the Bible points out that we are foolish if we fail to withhold our emotional outbursts. And in Proverbs 29.11, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Now, a lot of times when we start talking about biblical terms and things that's in the Bible, sometimes we misquote scriptures. Sometimes we make things to fit, like I said earlier, our own agenda. And that don't help nobody else. And I'm looking at something in regards to is is venting bad? And a lot of times when we start talking about I was just venting or, you know, and, and I love the our younger generations when they came up with these emojis and these, you know, abbreviations, because I tell people when I write a text, I don't just write a text. I write a whole paragraph. I got a story to tell in my text messages, and I do need to stop that. When we start talking about venting, venting, feels great in the moment, but it can actually make you feel worse in the long run. This is because venting can increase our stress and anger rather than reduce it. So sometimes we have to learn how to cool ourselves off, regain our perspective, and find ways to where we can resolve a conflict or heal ourselves in the long run. Because some individuals are addicted to venting, just like they can be addicted to just complaining about everything. Then we got the gossipers. Some individuals are just just gossipers, meaning they complain, they gossip, they talk about folks. And with today being Tuesday, when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, we see a lot of that even in the church. We call it backbiting. You know, it's like, why are you over there talking about Sister Watermelon or talking about what she got on and you complaining about this and you complaining about that because either that you can't fit what she's wearing? You know, you got to be honest with yourself. Now, we got someone calling in. Thank you because I'm tired of talking to myself. So let me log this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. Number ending in 3-3. How are you doing? I'm doing good this morning. You know what? Thank you for calling in. I got it because you know I know who you are. But with today's topic, stop complaining. How, how, 
have you ran into people, and I'm, I'm quite sure you have, that no matter what you do, no matter what's going on, they just go complain? What is your take on that? What do I t- what I say is, you know, you should be thankful. You should start counting all your blessings. Start being thankful for what you have. If you got a house over your head, you got food on your table, you got a car that's driving decent, you sh- you got a good portion of strength, you got clothes on your body. There ain't nothing to complain about. You're not sitting in a hospital. You're not a patient. You're not sitting in a jail cell. You're not sitting in a prison cell. Uh-huh. Be thankful that you're not where you know where you sh- you could be in a mental hospital. I mean, come on, be thankful for what you got. You know, when you started talking, that song popped in my head. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. It could have been me. Thank you, outdoors, yeah. no shoes, no clothes, without a friend. Wow. You know what? You just gave me cold chills. That's a testimony. Because with what we see that's going on in our world today, it could be a heck of a lot worse. You know, and and I don't, I'm not going to say I don't get it because I do get it. Because it's easy to manipulate the mind of another. It really is. People do it in relationships all the time. And even though we need to be careful with idols and who we worship, even, you know, like you and other people I know, and people try to give me compliments, I know how to take a compliment Versus being worship, because you guys know I do the best I can. You've seen me, you watch me, you've seen my ups, you've seen my downs, you've seen my. You've been knowing me and been around me for a long time. But the thing is, when we're talking about just constantly complaining, if I complained about every little thing, you probably wouldn't even want to talk to me. <laughs> you'd be like, you're not going to no. Like it all. I, I would say, uh, I would say, but but what has God brought you through? Hasn't He brought you through a lot? Yes, He has. You know, I yes, I have my yes. I have my own testimony I can share, and it's like you know, there ain't no complaining, co- there ain't no complaining people around me now. They they mm-hmm. start thanking thanking God. They start thinking, you know, Nancy really changed this place. You really have you really have brightened brightened our day. You really you know you're you're a breath of fresh air. Mhm. Well, see, because the thing is, what part of it is having people see things from a different perspective. If your perspective is grounded in hate, if your perspective is grounded in distrust, if your and if that's your core belief. You can poison the minds of other people with that, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing. I was watching The View this morning, and I was listening how people were saying that even some of the stuff that we're watching on the news and, you know, you go down your Facebook feed and you, you know, and just some of the stuff. And and I'm like, why are people still trying to poison people with stuff that's not true? I guess if you say it long enough, people will start believing it. You know, and I get positive affirmation. I really do. I'm all for self-care. But what I'm not going to do is just purposely destroy the mind of another person. I'm not going to do it. And you know, even as a therapist, if I can't help you, I'll tell you, ain't nothing I can do with you. You know, it ain't that you're a bad person. This is not working, and I'm not going to let you drive me crazy. 
Because there are some individuals that would just drain the life out of another person. And people are not, I tell people they're not bad, they're hurt. And you've got to heal that pain. You, you really got to heal that pain. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about grumbling and complaining comes from a root of bitterness that is so deep within your core that you are blinded when it creeps on you. Now, a lot of individuals can be consumed, and it feels like there's no way out. They don't know what to do. They don't have no hope. But just because you don't have no hope don't mean that other people shouldn't have hope. And, you know, and like I said, I really want this gentleman to call in. I really want to hear what he has to say. I really do. Because a lot of individuals, one of the things, and Nancy, and we can go into this because I know who you are. I know you know who I am. But individuals are so caught up in this, this races and cultures and, and do things only for the Hispanics and do things only for the blacks. And, do, and I was talking about diversity. And the man guy, I'm like, and, and do you know that that really offends some individuals? But like I said before, we fear what we don't understand. We don't, we don't, we're afraid to acknowledge it. But if you went to a store, Nancy, and they told you that they only treated a certain type of person, what would your take be on that? Oh, that's happened to me when my brother died. Um, oh, we we can only sell um, five towels at a time. And wow. my cultural, when my brother passed away, we had to have at least 500 towels to give away as a remembrance in, in accordance to somebody who passes away. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to JCPenney's up there, and I said, okay, you don't want to tend to my needs. You don't want to help me. I called corporate corporate didn't want to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. There were Caucasian people. I'm Native American. I'm Macaw. Mm-hmm. And when within my family, because I come from a chief of a chief, we're supposed to give gifts out in remembrance of the person. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the gifts that I was asked to go purchase. So I went and I was going to go purchase these towels, and they said, oh, no, we can't, we can't allow you to buy all these towels. What, is, mm-hmm. what are you, Native American? And I said, uh, um, that's none of your business. And so the lady got rude with me, and I threw the items directly on the shelf. I just threw them. I said, you know what? I hope to God that this place closes. It closed wow. two years after my brother passed away. Wow. And well, wow. It was horrible. But, I was like, oh, my God, really? Racism is still know, here? It, it saddens me, but I do understand. It saddens me. And, Benny, I do see your post. Thank you. Because, like I said, I'm, I got, like, four, 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 three different things in my hand, plus looking at a computer screen. But I do see it, Benny. And you can also call in because I, I need to hear your voice to make sure you're okay. So thank you for contacting me. Thank you for communicating with me. And like I said, we're talking about complaining because a lot of times people don't know what to do. A lot of times individuals don't know where to go. A lot of, you know, and me being a therapist, Nancy, you know, 
and I have a sense of humor. I really do. Stuff don't really move me or bother me. You know, I can deal with people from all walks of life. I, I'm, I, I, help me help you. Help me teach me. I can learn a lot from you because then I don't know where you're coming from because I will listen. But by that same token, I am just really dumbfounded by the person's comment, black folks need to help black folks. Okay, but I'm an African-American therapist. I've been doing therapy over 20 years. When I get a black client, they complain about me. When I get, I get more hit from my own than anybody else. <laughs> and and that's what the Bible says. You can't even go into your own. You can't this. You can't even go into your own reservation or go into your own people to help them because they're gonna start throwing stones at you. Oh, look! You think you're all perfect and this and that. No. And it saddens I'm not, me. It saddens me, Nancy. It really. <clears throat> Saddens me to the core because I get it, and they don't even know me. I give people mm-hmm. opportunities. I give people chances. I do the best I can. It don't matter if you're green, white, purple, or blue. It really don't because I just don't think like that. And I understand people don't think the way I think. I, and you know I've never dated out of my race. So I'm not one that can't, that's African-American and think I'm on a pedestal or the Girl, you know I don't. But people may think that of me because of what I do and who I am, but that's for them. So I'm not going to complain about it. But the thing is, like I said, the root cause is it is deep-rooted and it's blind, and sometimes individuals don't even realize what they're doing. They they really don't. They hurt themselves. They really do. And, I, and it's not even, you know what, Nancy, it's not even about an education. Because no, you can not. learn a lot by not even just going to someone's university or, you know, a, a certain establishment. You, you really, we just have to be a little bit more open-minded and learn how to have compassion for one another and learn how to forgive ourselves, help yourself. How many, mm-hmm. girl, how many doors have been closed in my face and people telling me what I can't do and what I can't have and who do you think you are? My own mother used to tell me that. But it didn't stop me. It did. No, it didn't. It just gave you more energy to go forward. Girl, honey, that motivated me. You know what? I think it was, um, I can't even think of his name, Cat Williams was talking about haters. If you got ten haters, get some more. Because they do keep you motivated. They keep you on your toes. Now, I want to go into something about the danger of complaining, because it is very dangerous to do that. And I'm looking at something, and it's coming from... It talks about Christian living, and it's basically cbn.com, and it talks about that they've committed to uh, many scripture verses by memory, Philippians, which I indicated earlier, which was Philippians 2.14, isn't one of them, and do everything without complaining or arguing, and conveniently slip sight from every time whenever they read Philippians. Now, one of the things is, another one is um, they squirm at old come on, can Christian express their opinion? Because you can express your opinion. I'm expressing my opinion now, and I'm not even doing it in anger. I'm doing it out of love because I want individuals to have a better understanding without me trying to poison the mind of, of other people. But when we start confessing to God, complaining isn't harmless, but it is serious sin. Paul wrote, and do not grumble, 
as some of them did, and they were killed by destroying angels. And that's in 1 Corinthians 10.10. Now, the men they talked about also who spied on Canaan had returned to Israel camp and reported that the promised land had giants knowing that they would be squashed once they entered Canaan, and the people grumbled, and that's in Numbers 14.2. So there's several different scriptures, and also what Moses said to the people echoed the conviction in regard to you are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord in Exodus sixteen eight. Now, when you go into James, whether it's James one and one, it says, "Count it all joy when you're going through trials and tribulations, for after your trials and tribulations, that's when you pass your test." Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? That's why are you complaining thing. while you're going through the test? The teacher has to be quiet so that mm-hmm. she can. Write answer, write out your answers so that it will, so that you can pass your test. The more complaining you're doing, the more prolonged the test you're going to be going through. Wow, you know what? That is true. And you know, and there's there's some things, and a lot of things we say is just for cliche. Like we say, misery loves company. We we say a lot of things, and when we're in certain situations, and sometimes, you know, they used to say, take it. Count it all joy, take it to the altar. I, used to, I remember, I'll never forget myself. One time, I went to the altar, and I was like, Lord, they said, God, don't give you no more than you can bear. I said, Lord, you got me confused with somebody else for this much. You giving me everybody else's, other people's stuff. It, I can't do all this. But when you say you can't, then you ain't, because you won't do it. You've already defeat, defeated yourself. And like I said, we have mm-hmm. to look at things from a different perspective and when we start counting all joy, when you start saying, thank you, Lord, for this, thank you. You know, I am grateful for some of the things that I went through. You know, I am going to be approaching pretty soon, I think it's the 13th year of my mother's passing. Girl, honey, I don't know, didn't know how, because it was my mother. But I knew it was her turn, at the time it wasn't mine. But by that same token, now I have the ability to help my friends that are losing their parents because I've been through mm-hmm. it already. And I didn't complain. I just did what I had to do. I had to step up to the plate. I had to take care of the situation. And that's just basically what I do because complaining wasn't going to do me no good. Fussing wasn't going to do me no good. You know, my mother used to say crying don't do nothing but make your head hurt. But another woman told me, and it messes up your mascara. So I don't even wear mascara, so that wasn't going to work. But when we start talking about these things, I want to go into just even some of the um, scriptures. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm saying people are not going through, that people are not hungry, people are not losing their jobs, people are not. I'm not saying that. You know, but we do need to look at the bigger picture. I, when I wake up in the morning sometime, I go through my little news feeds on Facebook, LinkedIn, and they're talking about Biden is making people lose 800 jobs. How the hell you know it's going to be 800? How you know it ain't going to be nine? You know, so people are just putting all this information out there that we don't even know if it's even true. And then someone says, what if it's creating more jobs? We don't even look at it from that perspective. And then it'll be one of the individuals will be one that, like myself, ain't even looking for a job. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> you see how we just basically talk about things that we don't even, it don't even have no re- relevance to us, you know? I'm looking at Ephesians 4 and 29, and it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, and that may give grace to those who hear. You know what? I need to stand on that scripture right there because that's probably why I I do what I do and didn't even realize it until I just saw it right now. Give grace to those who hear. Just hear it. Give grace. Oh, Lord. I want to read this one, Nancy, then I want to hear what you have to say in regards to this. In Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Sometimes we complain about stuff. You know, I'm a food person. I complain about food and don't even eat a lot. It's like, I'm not going to complain about it, but I always want it, but I don't even eat everything I got. I I was eating my breakfast yesterday. Same breakfast I had yesterday, I ate half of it yesterday and the other half today. You know, but then what if I would have been complaining to the cook? Well, this ain't right, and that's not right. Why? Why? Instead of knowing at least the cook's got a job, at least the cook is preparing a meal for me because my kitchen is being remodeled and I still can't go in the kitchen and cook. You know, we got to learn how to be grateful, and we also got to learn how to let people know I appreciate you. I hear you. If I don't understand, please help me understand. When it goes back, when it when it goes back to when when I was with that man, I'm, I don't call him out by name because that gives him power. Uh-huh. When I was with that man, and I was living with him from 2007 to 2018, I do appreciate everything I have. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no job. I couldn't find a job. I was making my hustle happen. I was cleaning houses. I was cooking. I was selling food. I was doing anything I possibly could, picking up cans, picking up trash, trying to trying to um, prove myself to God. And while I was proving myself to God, that's when to, oh, God says, okay, you've proved yourself enough. Here's this job. Go Go to work. Uh-huh. Well, now I had a little setback with my dental issues, uh-huh. and so I had to stay home. And um, I thank God because he makes you lay down. Okay, you think you're full of energy? Okay, I'll make you lay down. You've been working six days straight? Okay, you think you're going to go another day? Okay, let's try it. So. While while we're going through, we need to learn how to think about, okay, um, I was homeless. I was renting rooms. I had a little studio. I was renting from them, and now I have a great big, huge apartment. And mm-hmm. I'm able to pay my own bills with my own money, and I don't have mm-hmm. to have anybody live with me. You remember when I didn't have absolutely nothing. I didn't have no money at all, no food stamps, no no money. I was having to beg and plead with this person that I was living with 
And yet God still saw the Mm -hmm. tears. You know, my children are coming back into my life. My children are talking to me now. They're, Mom, you're still working. Mom, you're still doing this. Mom, you're still doing that. Don't overwork yourself, Mom. I don't know what overwork means. I mean, come on. All I know is three speeds, fast, faster, and fastest. I don't know how to how to how to how to how to slow down. People actually in the, at work actually has to stop me, Nancy. How you doing? They'll, they'll make me lollygag in their office for about a half an hour to uh-huh. forty-five minutes to make uh-huh. me slow down. Wait a minute, Nancy. I got a good one for you because you talk about six days. I done went back to seven days. I don't need to be working no seven days. Girl, I got people mailing me checks. I ain't even open the mail. You know, I got so much. To, it's easy. And people be like, Jeanette, you're going to be on your back. Jeanette, my sister said one time, if you ever slow down, you might die. Now, I did kind of slow down because I'm not driving 1,000 miles a week. Cause I used to drive 1,000 miles a week. But my cars would get tired. I'd get out one car, wouldn't start the car, be like, uh, I'm not going nowhere, girl. I'll go jump in another one. Now I'm down to one car. I haven't had one car in over 20 years. <laughs> but I'm trying not to be impulsive and go buy me another one because I'm looking at these bills and how the banks are profiting off of interest. And I'm like, no, girl, people talking about black people need to do stuff for black people. We need to go into banking because, girl, the way these yes, banks are. Yes, exactly. We do. I'm looking at my home loans. I'm looking like, um, I've got to refi because this right here, this going to make me pay for this house. You know, they tell you a 30-year, but by the time you pay the amount, you're going to pay three times the amount of the house. But then yet, girl, they put me in this predator loan till I'm just like, no. First, I'm going to write a letter because, first of all, you ain't going to just treat me like this. That I, you ain't going to do. Then, secondly, I'm going to get up this loan because you got me jacked up. But, see, people, mm-hmm. instead of complaining about it, I'm going to do something about it. That's where it makes a difference. That's where it makes a difference. Because I can truly say a lot of my hard work has finally started to pay off. And one of my interns told me that yesterday. She said, Jeanette, you deserve it. All that you've done, all that you've been through, you deserve it. But then yet, I'll still see job applications. You know, if there's any therapists out there, Border Patrol is hiring. They're trying to get people in law enforcement. So they are trying to do something to bring people in that can do what they can't do or that they may not have been trained to do. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'll go get a job in law enforcement. I'll go get, girl, I need to go sit my little butt down somewhere. <laughs> So the hospitals are hiring left and right. They have so much overtime. It's ridiculous. It's like, what? You know, I'm working in a hospital right now. Hospitals. Oh, they are. All of the hospitals. All of the the hospitals are overbooked and everything. They need people cleaning. Mm -hmm. And I put on my personal protective gear. I put my mask on. I put my shield on. I put I put um, extra masks on. And I go in there by faith. I claim Psalms 91, no evil thing shall befall upon me. I plead the blood of Jesus over me. Uh-huh. So I'm saying well, this to encourage the people that need jobs. 
Correct. And even with myself, I mean, I got these leases and offices. I'm paying leases on, and I don't even go into the building. You know, but or maybe go once a week. That's ridiculous. But I'm gonna keep the doors open, and thank God. I'm. Mean, I used to say I used to go to casino to go help pay the leases on my buildings. I don't even have to do that no more. But the thing is, and I do need to. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things. So if people are out there, instead of complaining, find someone to talk to to help you to be able to come with some type of resolution or a solution in regards to your situation. You know, whether you're dealing with mental health, whether you're dealing with relational issues, spiritual issues, there are people dealing with your children because there's a lot going on with kids nowadays. And I'm looking at something in regards to First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And also, in John 6, 43, Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourself. So a lot of times people get people together and all they want to do is, is fuss, whine, complain, and, you know, we used to have a pity party. I want to say a bad word, but I'm not going to say that. But, you know, but the thing <laughs> is we got we to gotta do better. And I'm looking at Job 10.1, I loathe my life, I will give free utterance to my complaint, I will speak in bitterness of my soul. So we need to be careful with the words that come out of our mouth because the words are powerful. And people on Facebook, you don't have to be rude and mean and disrespectful to one another. And um, we got people fighting for folks and saying stuff that we don't even know what the heck we're talking about. We don't know these individuals personally. We don't know what their hidden agenda was. We don't know. But what are you going to do for yourself? What are you going to do for yourself? I'm looking at something that they got breaking news, impeachment on President Trump. Somehow, whatever the yeas, no one. Senator Paul forces vote on impeachment constitutionality. They found it to be constitutional. They got more yeas than they did nays. So, but a lot of individuals don't want to complain because they're scared. A lot of times individuals, you know, they complain, but are you willing to, you know, it's like, are you going to be on the wrong side of the history? Are you willing to do the work? So they just basically, senators are sworn in as jurors ahead of the trial. This is a guy that felt that he said, I could do what I want to do. Can't nobody do nothing about it. But see, now people are showing him, no, you're not God. You can't just be going around mistreating folks and doing, no, they ain't going out like that. Now, I want to share some things, Nancy, because I know we got like nine minutes left on the show with some solutions. These are some solutions that I found when I was putting the show together, and it talks about realize complaining is dangerous. When we start complaining, we got to realize how dangerous it is. Number two, remember, God knows what he's doing. He really do. Number three, put away past complaints that may become bitterness. And I want to go back to that because one of the things about complaints, Nancy, is some people complain about the same thing over and over and over again. You may not get over it, but you can't get through it. And number four. And I'm a proven fact for that. Now, what was you saying? I said I'm a proven fact for that. A proven fact for what? That. No matter what was thrown at me, no matter no matter how hard things were, 
I still I still kept my head down, I kept my mouth shut and I kept praying. God God didn't say, Okay, how are you how are you, how are you going to figure this out? He said, I am your daily bread. I am here to so that you can cast your problems on my shoulders. Not mm-hmm. not for you to carry your burdens on yours. Mhm. You know, I you know how much I I desire to have my children and this as, as soon as I let it go and I said, Okay, God, my children were taken from me in two thousand seven and I was working three jobs. Mm-hmm. And I lost all three jobs. I wasn't entitled to unemployment. I I ended up in jail because I ended up beating the crap out of my ex-husband. And I ended up spending three days in jail, and they let me out on my own recognizance. But during 2007 to 2015, I improved myself. I went to school. I, I went to... Um, school for medical billing and business office administration. And I'm doing a humble job right now, working in a hospital cleaning. And I I put passion into my work. Every time you start complaining, it's like a seed of, of anger and doubt you're putting into the future. When you start start praising and giving thanks to God. Those are seeds that's going to manifest into your life. Okay, thank you, God, for this job. I would say thank you, God, for this job that's on its way. Thank you, God, that you're getting me out of the situation. Thank you, God. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kept on, I just kept on thanking God. Thank you, God, that I can pass my test that I got to take in school because I'm not a good test taker. I would uh-huh. I would flunk my test and I'd have to go back and restudy and I'd have to be up from six o'clock until twelve AM just to get the medical billing into my head. I was uh-huh. dead determined to pass that class with honors and with perfect attendance. I went through a shoulder surgery on a Thursday and the morning and then that night I started school at 6 o'clock, and my teacher said, why in the H double hockey sticks are you in this class right now? I said, because you did not give me permission to leave. You did not give me permission to be off. So I'm here, and I'm dead on determined to try to get my life back together so that I can get my children back. That's how much my children, children means to me. We're not, we're talking, but. My daughter is having addiction issues, and I don't want to deal with them with her because it's not my job. She needs to figure it out on her own. Yeah. And you know what? And this is the thing, though. And even though you're saying your daughter is dealing with addiction issues, people don't realize that addiction is hereditary in some cases, environmental. You know, there's a lot of things that's up under the addiction, too. And some individuals have addictive behaviors. Now, I've never been addicted to drugs or alcohol, but I'm a workaholic. And I was telling my son, mm-hmm. because he's dibbling dabbling with gambling, and I told him, I said, you know I still got the deed to my grandmama's house that she lost gambling, playing poker. You know, so a lot of times individuals don't realize that the stuff comes from someplace. And you first have to, when you see someone struggling, don't beat them down and pull them down further than where they already are because they're hurting but you also don't want to enable them and handicap them 
but you don't want to be like the man was on the green mile and suck up all their pain, no, either. You know, you have to be able to meet them where they are to help them to start believing in themselves when all hope is gone. When they feel that they've lost everything, you got a friend in Jesus. And some people don't want to believe that, but sometimes you have to because sometimes I can look around and I'll be like, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray and all that ain't there. I can't depend on what's in my bank account because I've been at the store where here they telling me my cabinet is $5,000. I get my, my ATM card, girl, it said decline. I'm like, wait a minute. I know my card ain't going to be declined. Girl, I call the bank the money in the bank. But, see, you can't depend on a lot of that stuff like we think we can. But we can always depend on God. Now, I want to mm-hmm. share some information because I know we only got like three minutes now. Now he wants to call me. I'm going to call him and put him on the radio. Wait a minute. Watch this. Hey, babe, what's up? You know you're on the radio, right? No. Now you're on the radio. Because you oh, know. Okay. I'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. And you know my topic? Stop complaining. What do you want the listeners to know about complaining from a biblical? What does the Bible say about complaining? Well. And being thankful and being humble. What does the Bible say? Well, God killed them all off that did. Mm-hmm. So. And we talked about that. We talked about how it's sinful and dangerous. So Adam was the first complainer. Tell me what Adam complained about in Genesis 3.12. Uh, anyway, you have a good show. Oh, you gonna do it like that? <laughs> but hung up the phone. <laughs> okay, that's what he get for calling me right now. Okay, so in Genesis thirty-one one, now Jacob used to listen while Laban's son kept on complaining. Jacob was taking over everything his father owns. He made himself wealthy from what belongs to our father. So the people complained about that in Exodus. Seventeen two, So the people complained to Moses, give us water to drink. Why are you complaining to me? Moses replied to them, why are you testing the Lord? Then in Numbers 11.1, now the people began complaining openly before the Lord about hardship, which is what a lot of individuals are talking about now. When the Lord heard his anger burned and the fire from the Lord blazed among them and consumed the so, you know, Nancy, people, we can go on and on and on and on. And in Numbers fourteen twenty seven, how long must I endure this evil community that keeps complaining about me? I've heard the Israelites complain that they make against me. So sometimes you get people that complain against other people. And that could be what our former president is saying. But the thing is, he do need to take some accountability for what he did. But because of his personality, don't take accountability for what happened, and they try to hold him accountable. You know, only God can judge a person. But we need to stop bickering, murmuring, complaining. Do what you can to help your situation and know when to ask for help and know when enough is enough. Nancy, anything you want the, the listeners to hear before you leave? And I thank you for sharing your testimony because that gives people hope. 
because you know you've been through it. I know you've been through it. But you know what? It's like that song go, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. What I came through. Well, I have. I I want you all to know that just because I went through what I went through, it just made me stronger. You are stronger than what you think you are. This is the motivation of the day. Is you are stronger than what you think you are. Whatever thoughts are going through your head about doubt. Um, about God, you know, is God actually going to provide for me? Those are one of one of my thoughts. It's like, is God actually going to provide for me? No, it's not your timing. It's his timing, and it's always going to be his perfect timing is always right. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, it took me a long time to understand thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because Jeanette wanted it when Jeanette wanted it, and Jeanette didn't understand, and, um, you know, I had to just let go, let God, and that was really, really hard for me in a lot of situations. And now I can truly say, you know what? I thank God. I just, I just thank God. That's all I can do. All right, mm-hmm. well, Nancy, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you calling in, and I am very proud Mercy of great you. To be with you. Very proud yes, of thank you. Thank you. Yes. And you take care. Thank and you. Thank you. Um, individuals for listening, I appreciate your comments, questions, concerns. I see the young man didn't call in, but I did put him out there, so he had the opportunity. So a lot of times people say, well, nobody right. ever gave me a chance. Can't say Jeanette didn't. So if you want to talk about something, you have a topic you want to discuss, text me, let me know on Facebook, any of my social media outlets. I will talk about whatever you want to talk about. I do not have a problem with it. So until next week, again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. Take care. Bye-bye.